Okay. Uh, this is Mark with Sevi with Plot Points Podcast. I am here this morning with good my good friend and uh, work buddy. Sometimes we, we, we tend to find these uh, impossible things to do and, and uh, somehow make them work. Uh, his name is Victor Fan. Hi, Victor. How are you? I'm doing well. Good morning, Mark. Good. You look so calm and, and peaceful. We're, we're doing a video, uh, video chat. Uh, today, but normally it's audio, and I don't see my my co-host. But uh, but uh, this morning I'm looking at uh, Victor's smiling face and his uh, what what kind of hat is that? Is that a beanie? Yeah, it's a beanie. I like uh, to wear uh, beanies on rainy days. Yeah, I I've tried to wear beanies. I just look. I don't know what I look like. I can't seem to make a beanie work. But you rock it pretty well. So thank you. Um, so Victor is a multiply talented um, man. He Let's see. I mean, well, first of all, he's a father, and uh, that's probably his most important job. But he also teaches screenwriting. He's a tech guru. He's gotten, I don't know how many certificates in the last couple of years. Um, he has a master's degree. He, what else? He draws like, a, like anybody, nobody's business. He's a writer, um, a editor, a director, cameraman. Uh, and gamer, so he does. I don't even know what else what else he does, but uh, does that pretty much cover it, Victor? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Anyway, he um, he joins us every once in a while. What I've been doing lately is rotating hosts, and and so Victor's uh, t- today's host or co-host with me. Um, are you uh, are you doing anything or, uh, via? I know you don't watch as much uh, television as I do. Mm-hmm. But uh, what any are you doing? Are you watching anything or gaming or anything? Yeah, like that? yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, we're stuck at home just like everybody else is. Yeah. Uh, so we just finished this season two of uh, Kingdom, which is a Korean zombie series. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's a period piece. Uh-huh. Um, so it takes place in feudal Korea, and it's it's absolutely amazing. I I, I recommend it to non-zombie fans. Okay, I'm gonna check it out. Where's uh Where are you watching it at? Netflix. Everything's on Netflix. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Netflix well, rules the world right now. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty awesome. I'm uh, I've been bouncing between them and Prime, and also I have some information to pass on about the streaming stuff because I've been really getting into it lately. So, um, yeah, I've been watching. Uh, I I mean I'm not even going to go down the list. Um, but um, there's a couple Norwegian or Swedish um, mystery detective mysteries I've been watching, mm-hmm. uh, and also I've been. Um, did you see Tiger King? Oh uh, yeah, I started watching that. That was crazy. Oh my god, that's an and it, like I sent it to a friend and she wrote back and said, "I don't get it. It's a bunch of uh, dysfunctional people doing bad things to each other." And I said, "Yeah, that's true. Um, you can't argue that, but it's just." <laughs> It just gets, yeah, I mean, just when you think it's done and it's as crazy as it's ever going to get, something else pops up. And, of course, everybody's all over it now, and these guys are media stars and everything like that. So, um, anyway, Tiger King is uh, highly recommended. It's on Netflix. It is, I'm not a reality TV person at all, and um, this one really captured me, caught my eye. So, um the other thing I want to pass on, there's um, a whole bunch of companies right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's a whole bunch of companies right now providing at least one month of free um, streaming. So uh, you can get, gosh, I'm, I hooked up uh, CBS All Access and I'm watching uh, uh, Star Trek Discovery, Picard, 
uh, and a few other things there. But you can get just about everything for free for a month. HBO just uh, the other day opened up their vaults, and you can get uh, HBO for free for a month. So if you have uh, something, you know, a Roku or a smart TV or I use uh, Amazon Fire Sticks, which I really like, that all that stuff is available to you. You just have to sign up for the channel. Now, some like CBS Access require that you put in a credit card, but I believe HBO is free. So if you if you really are bored with uh, the stuff that's on Netflix and Amazon Prime, you can definitely get a bigger selection. I I think BritBox, PBS Masterpiece, um, oh gosh, um, YouTube TV, IMDb TV, all of them are offering free uh, free months of uh, of a streaming service. So check it out. Yeah, and that was the best time too. I mean, everybody's stuck at home. We have all these extra hours, and Absolutely. and the companies are smart. You know, get get everybody addicted to it for free now, and then you know, <laughs> when when the world goes back to normal. Yes. Yeah, at the very least, you don't you forget to shut you forget to uh, to shut it down, and they get an extra month out of you for. What do you do? I mean, are you te- you're still teaching, right? Yeah, I'm still teaching. We we just had spring break at Cal State Fullerton, though, so I um I took a week off of grading, but I, I got all done uh, yesterday morning and today. Mm, okay. Before I called you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm done. I'm done for my semester. I start back in April, uh, but I have every expectation it's going to be online. I, I don't think I don't think the Orange Coast College campus opens um, again until April or till May first. Which, by the way, reminds me, my classes will be going uh, starting in April, the last week in April. Uh, there's links in the show notes to those classes. Uh, I teach an intro to screenwriting and also an intermediate screenwriting class. Uh, the The classes are great. I think they're some of the best in the in the uh, county, maybe in the country. Um, but I've been doing it so long, I'm I'm pretty prejudiced. So uh, that's that's just me. Yeah, uh, and, I'll, and I'll back that up too. I, I've I've taken a few of Mars classes and like something, and you know, I've done my bachelor's degree in screenwriting. I've done my master's screen degree in screenwriting, and uh, what Mark does in his class is something really special because he actually workshops every script with every student, and all the feedback is invaluable. Like the only time I ever get that type of level workshop is when I'm actually in a professional writer's room. And that's what Mark gives to his students every week for the smallest fee you can imagine. Yeah. No, that's – and that's true. I, I do try to do – well, we don't try. We do a workshop every week, especially in the Tuesday class, which is the the more advanced class. The intro class, we write every week, but we don't do as much um, critiquing because it's a beginner class. So I only assign a couple pages a week. Uh, but, yeah, it's fun. It's a great class. And I, I gotta, you know, I gotta say that what makes it great is some of the students there. They're just terrific. So um, they're very. You want to give, uh, give a shout out to Geo since we got some time in there. To who? Geo. Geo. Yeah, it's your student that's sick. Oh, oh, Gene. Yeah. Yeah, Gene Wagner. Yeah, he's uh, he just came down with a neurological. He was just diagnosed with a neurological function or, or dysfunction. So Gene Wagner, we 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 love you. Uh, his wife Rita is taking care of him. Uh, hopefully, I don't know that there's any cure for what he's got, but definitely, um, you know, he's going to be in good hands going forward. So um, Gene has a GoFundMe page. His name is Gene Wagner, W-A-G-N-E-R. Okay. Well, th- thanks, Victor. I, I appreciate the uh, the reminder. Um, this is Plot Points Podcast. I am here with, I'm Mark Sevy. I'm here with Victor Fan. 
who's a good friend, uh, helped me uh, start the Orange County Screenwriters Association uh, 11 years ago. Um, he was one of the first to jump on board and say, hey, I think this is great what you're doing. Let's let's give it a go. And he's been there ever since. He's never let me down. I do appreciate him tremendously. And on a personal level, he's just a really great guy. So, um, What are you working on? Anything? Yeah. Um, I mean, you already know, last podcast we talked about the, the writer's payment fiasco, but you know, that's, that's nothing new in the, the writing world. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I went back to my game development. Um, you know, the, the crazy thing about the whole coronavirus thing is like the software industry has not slowed down at all. And in mm-hmm. fact, it's actually gotten a lot crazier. So um, because people are at home all the time and they're not just watching content Right, they're also downloading apps more than they've ever downloaded in history. So, um, so software engineers were getting hit up like crazy by recruiters left to right. And so, yeah, I just been um, on my free time, just been working on my web development and game development, and just you know providing more products for for people. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm. Uh, let's see, what am I doing? I'm doing another rewrite on my pilot. <laughs> so it was at seventy six pages. It's now at sixty six pages and they still want five pages out of it. So that's going to be tough because it's pretty tight. But um, I, you know, since nothing, I, I talked to the, the producers the other day uh, when we were going over the script and they said, you know, there's really nothing happening out there. Um, one of the things I thought was interesting is all the pilots that were being shot when I went into hiatus because this was, this is pilot season and they were shooting all these pilots so when things get back to normal, which hopefully sooner than later, um, they're going to have to continue those pilots. But the studios are also going to be, you know, more leery about going into a new production, um, mm-hmm. you know, given the situation. So there's no rush, I guess. Um, although the the paradigm of the pilot season, I don't know, we could talk about this at a future date, but that's pretty much for the networks. It doesn't really have anything to do with streaming, right? I mean, no, in streaming, they have their own schedules that yeah. they, you know, they're pretty on the fly with. Right. And this script and this subject would matter, would never be a network. It could be a network if you gutted it, but there's just too much uh, sex, violence, and rock and roll to, yeah. for a network. So. All the stuff we live for. Exactly. All the stuff you've, you've corrupted me bought with. So. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So um, anyway, there's that. I've been. I'm doing. Uh, by the way, one. Uh, so I'm doing another uh, article for Creative Screenwriting Magazine, uh, which is great. Jim Sarantinos Ser- uh, over there is a really great editor, and uh, my last one uh, called The Rule of Three went up about a week ago. So if you're, you know, poking around looking for something to read, something interesting, The Rule of Three has to do has everything to do with writing, but it also, as I kind of discovered as I worked on it goes way beyond that. It's a really, I thought, a really interesting article because the research I ended up doing revealed so much stuff about uh, what's going on with uh, this really amazing concept. I think you probably are aware of it from your from your graphic work, but also right. from your film work, um, mm-hmm. a lot of your film work and stuff. So anyway, there's that. Uh, my classes and uh, the articles are up online at csmagazine.com. Uh, I think it's csmagazine.com. You can find it, Creative Screenwriting Magazine. Um, also, I'll put a link into the show notes about this uh, company, this list I found of all that. We were talking about the extra streaming stuff. I forgot to mention that slickdeals.net has um, a lot of 
uh, the information that we were talking about, about who's offering what. So I'll put that link in the show notes, but go to slickdeals.net and see if you can find it without, there's a longer URL, but uh, I didn't, I don't want to put it on the air. So. Okay, Victor, uh, so we talked about, oddly enough, uh, I don't know where this idea came from, post-apocalyptic um, movies. And um, I don't know about you, but I had a hard time making this list. Every, it always surprises me when I think, okay, this is going to be like three movies and I'm not going to have to make one up. Uh, no, this was hard to do. What, what did you come up with? Okay, so going from five to one, number five of uh, I Am Legend from 2007. Okay. Yeah, uh, written by Mark Protosevic and uh, Akiva Goldsmith, uh, directed by Francis Lawrence, um, and based on a novel by Richard Matheson, who we'll talk about today. Absolutely. Um, number four, I put, you, you know I had to put this one. Number four, I put Escape from New York, oh, written by go. John Carpenter and Nick Castle, directed by John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. And uh, too bad we don't have that old article where I was escaped from Orange County, but... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Mark actually did a Photoshop picture of me as Snake Plipskin for the article. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for number three, I put 12 Monkeys, written by David Webb Peoples and Janet Peoples, uh, directed by Terry Gilliam. Love David Webb Peoples. What a great writer. Uh, Unforgiven, still one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. legendary. Um, number two, which I watched with my kid last night because she had never seen it, 20 Days Later, oh, wow. written by yeah. Alex Garland and uh, directed by Danny Boyle. Mm-hmm. And number one, um, Mad, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, 2015, written by George Miller, Ben McCarthy, and Nico Lotharis, directed by George Miller. Oh, yeah, great. That's a great list. Um, and I had Escape from New York on my list, and I crossed it out, but it is definitely uh, up there. So I went uh, Zombieland, um, Last Man on Earth, the original uh, Richard Matheson, uh, based on his I Am Legend Um Cause just, cause I don't, uh, it, it was, you know, it's a black and white film. It's of its day, but I thought it, it deserved to be on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else do I have here? I had, uh, huh. I can't think of, I can't read my writing. Oh, Shaun of the Dead. Um, which I love that movie. It's so much fun. Uh, 28 days later is on my list too. And I have a Mad Max, but I have Mad Max too. Okay. The second one, because the first Mad Max is interesting, but the second one really set the the post apocalyptic world uh, in there. There's yeah, and there's a ton worry. of them. Yeah. It. There, I mean, we could have gone on for hours with. Uh, there's definitely a boy and his dog. I don't know if you've ever seen that with uh, with Don Johnson and written. That was written, I believe, originally the script or the uh, was written by um, Harlan Ellison. So. Uh, Really cool, and then there's you know there are some post apocalyptic uh, TV series, but we didn't we didn't uh, we didn't do that. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, that's cool. The good list, I think. Um, well, I mean, what's your so what's your absolute favorite? Is Mad Max Fury Road? That's a great yeah. movie, by the way. Yeah. All right, uh, we're a great list, Victor. Thank you. We're uh, make your own list up and share it with your your social media friends. Obviously. Uh, you have the time. Uh, if you haven't seen any of the movies that we mentioned, I think we can both hardly recommend both lists. Because um, yeah, uh, especially 28 Days Later was a lot of fun. Danny Boyle's a great director, and it was a well, well-conceived, well-executed uh, film. So Yeah, and that uh, film also um, single-handedly rejuvenated the, the zombie craze. Like, right, 
up until that film came out, zombies were pretty much gone from cinema. Right, right. That's true. That's true. Good, good point. And they All became right. like the biggest thing ever. <laughs> it did. Uh, it did. Okay. At this point, I'm going to do. We have um, this is Plot Points podcast. I'm with Victor Fan. And I'm Mark Sevy. We can be found at plotpoints.com on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can also call us at 919-SCRIPTS and leave a message. Um, or uh, there's a contact form on plotpoints.com where you can, where you can contact any of the, any, me or any of the co-hosts. Uh, so please give, us, keep, keep, uh, give me those suggestions and stuff like that because um, they're really appreciated. It, it just, you know, we do this, I do this because I love to do it, but it's always nice to know it's appreciated. So thank you all. Um, at this point, Victor, I'm going to share my screen so you can go read along with this. Uh, Richard. Okay. We're going to do a Richard Matheson uh, profile, and uh, I'm going to read it as I normally do because I'm so much more articulate as a writer than I am as a speaker. So, so Richard Matheson, although there have been met quite a few post-apocalyptic tales before I Am Legend, Richard Matheson's take is probably the most copied and most produced. It has led to many awards and much acclaim from everywhere in the world. And it all started humbly enough in Allendale, New Jersey. Richard Burton Matheson was the son of Norwegian immigrants. He published his first story at the age of eight in the newspaper, The Brooklyn Eagle, in New York, where he had moved with his then-divorced mother. In 1949, he migrated to California after college and a stint in the Army. There he discovered even more outlets for his genius. Born of a man and woman... Born of Man and Woman, a horrifying tale about a gigantic child chained in the basement, was, pudgent, was published in the legendary The Magazine of Fantasy and Science Fiction in 1950. This garnered him a following, and the attention led to other stories being published in Galaxy Science Fiction. Matheson was quickly gaining a rep as a horror sci-fi writer to be noticed. He was invited to become a member of the Southern California Sorcerers, which included Ray Bradbury. I mean... What wasn't Ray Bradbury involved in back then? He was everywhere. Matheson's style was hard-hitting and spare. He told his tale straight ahead with a sucker punch you didn't see coming, almost perfect for film and TV right out of the box. After writing a Studio 57 script, which was a TV show, and in 1957, The Incredible... Uh, in 1955, in 1957, The Incredible Shrinking Man was filmed from Matheson's screenplay based on his book. Matheson seesawed between screenwriting and novels, writing his amazing tales, and also doing some at the, some at the time traditional television, including Combat and The Alfred Hitchcock Hour and more. He also dabbled in other genres like Westerns and his World War II tale, The Beardless Warriors, which was made into a movie called The Young Warriors. A perfect marriage of concept and writer came together on Rod Serling's The Twilight Zone, which featured Matheson's penchant for shock endings. Some of his 16 episodes, more than anyone except Serling and Charles Beaumont, included the horror sci-fi classic The Invaders, starring Agnes Moorhead, and are considered the best of that breakthrough series. Nightmare at 20,000 Feet is perhaps the most well-known Twilight Zone episode where a young William Shatner sees a horrifying gremlin on the wing of an airplane, but can't convince anyone that this creature exists and is trying to crash the plane. Matheson's fame would only grow with The Last Man on Earth, starring Vincent Price and written by Matheson and William Leicester. The, the, the book was written by Matheson, the script by Matheson and William Leicester. It was based on Matheson's I Am Legend novel and was an instant hit. Although the 2002 film 28 Days Later showed post-apocalyptic viral-infected beings quick enough to chase you down and eat your brains, Matheson had already done this in his 1962 book. 
the film adaptation of The Last Man on Earth went back to the lumbering slow paradigm that was popular at the time. But Matheson showed again that his ideas were already far ahead of the curve. In the 60s and 70s, Matheson was definitely a hot commodity and did a ton of prose and film and TV work. According to Wikipedia, quote, he adapted five works of Edgar Allan Poe for Roger Corman's Poe series, including House of Usher, 1960, The Pit and the Pendulum, 1961, and The Raven, Nevermore, in 1963, end quote. His trilogy of terror with the demonic tiki doll that scared the living shit out of my sister was one of the three short stories put into that anthology movie. In the 70s, Matheson novels were continually turned into films, including Bid Time Return, which, which I didn't know became Somewhere in Time with uh, Christopher Reeve, the original uh, Superman, not the original Superman, but the m- modern original Superman, and Hell House, which became the movie The Legend of Hell House. In 1973, Matheson won an Edgar T. Award for his TV movie, The Night Stalker, which was then adapted to the TV series Kolchak, The Night Stalker, which, again, I didn't know. He continued to work with director Dan Curtis, a legend in his own right, for many other horror productions. It seems now as if Richard Matheson's work touched many legends of Hollywood, and Steve, including Steven Spielberg, whose first feature duel in 1971 was a Matheson screenplay. Matheson had tremendous range, from the inspirational What Dreams May Come, starring Robin Williams, to the horrifying A Stir of Echoes, starring Kevin Bacon. Nothing seemed beyond his scope. War stories, westerns, horror, sci-fi, he transversed it all, including in 1999, a nonfiction book, The Path, inspired by his research in, into psychic phenomenon. The Last Man on Earth, The Omega Man, and the recently produced I Am Legend in, 19, in 2007 starring Will Smith and countless knockoffs from Matheson's original novel in 1954 continue to carry on the quiet, uh, the quiet and unassuming man from New Jersey's legacy. I Am Legend, the original book, was chosen by the Horrors Writers Association as the vampire novel of the century in, I think it was in 2012. Um, Matheson, a legend himself, had 88 film credits, hundreds of novels and short stories, including in multiple collections, dozens of collections, and millions and millions of admirers, including myself and Victor. Richard Matheson died of natural causes at the age of 87, but his groundbreaking writing continues to inspire new generations of writers and filmmakers. This was a great suggestion by you. Uh, thank you very much. What's your favorite Matheson product? I mean, it, it would have to be I Am Legend. That's the one that changed the game. Yeah, it really did. It, yeah. Yeah, what I didn't realize is before Matheson, there were other uh, zombie slash kind of, I, I guess, vampire-ish, take-over-the-world, post-apocalyptic stories. Mm-hmm. But he really, he really, you know, like just, the right right place right time that's just what what he was about so uh, that's pretty cool uh, anyway okay so um, again we are plot points podcast uh, my name is mark sevi i'm with um, victor fan my a good friend and uh, and a co-worker collaborator a lovely human being um, and we uh, we come we come to you once every other week. Uh, that's all about all the time I the bandwidth I have for this. But I really really enjoy it. I wish I could do it every week. It's such a such a great uh, great form. So Victor, uh, anything else to add to the boys and girls in uh, podcasting land? Anything you want to pass on? Um, I mean, you know, like uh, I mean, we we talk about Matheson and just 
now's the now's the time, right? Now's the time to really think about the world that we live in and and to have the ideas and and do what he did, you know. Right. Right. Yeah, he you know, the one of the thing he's so prolific. He's he's basically Stephen King and of a different generation. He wrote so much, so much and you know, I I really think a lot of his like I was surprised about um Poi like I didn't realize he did somewhere in time. I didn't realize he did what dreams may come. Mm-hmm. I didn't and realize any of that stuff was his till I started to do the uh, the profile on him. So uh, what an amazing what an amazing writer! Just a, truly an inspiration. There's also a couple places where you can see a video of him. There's one where he accepts the award for um, best uh, vampire novel of the century. He's quite frail and kind of a bit hesitating, but uh, you can tell he. He really knows his stuff, so um, I'll, I'll try to find that and put it in the show notes. Um, at this point, we're going to say goodbye. We're trying to keep the podcast to a reasonable length. I think we're already at 40 minutes, uh, which means i got to cut half of my shit out. So, uh, <laughs> But it's been a pleasure seeing you guys. Uh, uh, Victor, what, what's up for this week? What are you, are you on? Did you say you're on break now? I was last week, but uh, uh, this week is back to back to normal. Mm. But you're doing everything online right now, right? Yeah, everything's remote, but uh, because of the, with the, the way things are, uh, I'm working more hours than I normally do because I have to keep all the networks going. Mm. Oh, that's right for your tech your tech job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, and then I'm going to see you virtually again on the 14th or the 15th, sometimes yeah. a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm uh, talking, speaking at your class, which thank you always is always a. A, a joy. Thank you very much. No, thank you. We love having you, and you yeah. know, having you come every semester is one of the highlights of, mm-hmm. of what I do. Well, Shay, take care. Shay, she's <laughs> can't hear you. Can't hear, I know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and Victor, thank you very much uh, for myself. Orange County Screenwriters Association, which is a, a non a not for profit organization for filmmakers. And uh, Victor Fan, who is my guest, uh, who is a board of directors member and my guest today, um, make sure you are you are working hard. This is a great opportunity to get some of your war chests built. Um, and all, as always, be inspired and do good work. Mm-hmm.